allergies are one of the most common chronic diseases. An allergy is an abnormal reaction to a harmless substance called an allergen. Allergies, air conditions, and atopic diseases collectively impact millions globally, posing unique challenges to health and well-being. We often take these in our stride and ignore the root of the problem. Shouldn't patients be able to participate in decisions regarding their treatment? What is a checklist to start a conversation with your doctor? How can we better use our voice to demand global standards, like increasing air quality by reducing pollution? Well, there is hope in the form of an organization called GAAPP, GAP, it's called Global Allergy and Airways Patient Platform. This is a non-profit organization based in Vienna, Austria. GAP raises global quality standards for access to treatment, diagnosis, and care. They currently have over 70 member organizations from all continents. And they have signed up on the Chizuba platform and have benefited from it. We will talk about that too. I would like to welcome Victor Gascon Moreno, the Vice President of Awareness and Operations of GAP. Welcome to the podcast, Victor. Hi, Tess. Welcome. Uh, Victor, I think half the world's population must be suffering from breathing issues, right? Considering the air quality in most parts of the world. Uh, so how did this organization come about and what exactly does it do? Yeah, so well, first, I think first we need to talk about the, the impact on, of these diseases on the human population because sometimes like, um, so there is diseases they are widely covered like cancer, mm -hmm. diabetes, that they have a lot of media attention but uh, all the diseases that related to breathing, to our lung, our respiratory system, or our skin, they are overly they are overlooked. They are considered as minor, and only with COVID they they became relevant again to the general public. But so a gap, um, as you say, is a global allergy and airways patient platform. We work with allergic diseases. We also work with um, airways diseases like asthma, COPD pulmonary hypertension, cystic fibrosis, etc., and atopic diseases like urticaria, uh, eczema. So all together, those, if, if you, like, there is like an underlying connection in all those diseases, which is an inflammatory underlying connection. So if you group um, all of that globally, we have more than 600 million people affected with one of those, one or more, or, or, or two or three of these chronic mm -hmm. conditions. Uh, those people are normally, uh, they don't have, uh, I mean, we have to speak in general, obviously, each continent is, okay. is different, right. or each region, but uh, there is uh, very poor access to to treatment, not only medication, but treatment as a, in a holistic way. Uh, there is poor or no access to diagnose in many regions. So this is something that we thought when, when our founders founded GAP back in 2009, uh, so that that was uh, that what set our mission. So we started with only so GAP. Um, it's an umbrella organization that empowers and supports um, smaller patient organizations nationally, right? Like the um, Asthma Canada or the National South African Association for mm -hmm. COPD, etc. 
So our mission is to support those smaller organizations so they can work uh, better nationally. They can uh, improve their outcomes at a okay. national level. So as you say, uh, so we have been growing so fast. As you said at the beginning, um, when we started, uh, I think what we had in the website is like we are 70. Actually, as of this month, we are 113 organizations okay. in every continent around the world. So we have uh, growing substantially and COVID for all the negative things that brought to the, um, yeah. to the world and all that, you know, in, in terms of all the people that pass and, and suffer and, and still suffering from long COVID. The one good thing, you know, quote unquote, good thing that brought to the world is first digitalization of, mm -hmm. of healthcare, which is very important, especially in low mm -hmm. middle income countries to, to have better access and put that respiratory and, and air, airways diseases yeah. on the news. And, yeah, you and know. More awareness and, uh, of course, uh, more recognition. Yes. Uh, so, if I, if I ask, have to ask, you know, what are the rights of patients with allergies and, you know, uh, these atopic diseases that you're focusing on globally? When you say rights of patients, uh, what comes under this? So, um, so we actually have uh, mapped and published the, the charter for asthma, COPD, and just now we published urticaria, the charter mm -hmm. of rights of the patient. So um, each disease is different, but basically the rights come to the right to have a di diagnose, to diagnose my disease accurately, the right to have treatment, uh, you know, the right to have um, treatment after, you know, as a, as a third, uh, tertiary treatment, not only primary intervention, uh, you know, the, the right to have access to treatment holistically, um, the right to not be stigmatized, and, and basically just insisting on the duties of, of government, healthcare organizations, and society towards the people who live with these uh, conditions. Uh, many of those conditions, um, sometimes there is that misconception that, um, you know, people with COPD is because mm -hmm. they smoke. And and that is true in, 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 in some percentage, but that's not the only mm -hmm. cause. And we seem to forget, like, the air quality that is just getting worse globally. And, and we have uh, areas like India, Southeast Asia, we have very bad yeah. uh, air quality seasonally, or, or China. I used, I used to live there, so. and I, I felt that impact on myself when I was there. So, so I think this is we have to insist on governments and national healthcare systems and society, and, and for those patients to have rights because it's also a benefit for our society, right? Like we, this is World COPD Awareness okay. Month. So, for we were we were stating um, COPD causes uh, four point, I think eight billions to each healthcare system. Because it's not diagnosed on time, because it's not it's mis, it's not treated um, yeah. on time. So actually, not paying attention to those diseases and not respecting the rights of those patients, it costs money as well to every uh, taxpayer. So that's I think that's it's always a win-win situation yeah. to to yeah. respect those rights. I also think you know, Victor, sometimes people just ignore it because it is not something that is life-threatening for the at the first instance. Uh, people tend to overlook it themselves, assuming that, oh, this happens to everybody, oh, this is just a minor thing, it happens 
once a month or change of seasons for me. So are you saying that people like me, for example, I'm allergic to certain uh, I, substances. So should I also be aware of finding out what has what triggers off my allergies and do I get some kind of support in terms of uh, government uh, health? Yes, so definitely. So um, it, it is very important to know when it comes to allergies, it, it doesn't matter if it's um, respiratory or food allergies, which is also very uh, overlooked, right? Globally, so it's important to know what are you allergic to. The tests, um, they are really not so expensive and they are accessible almost in every country. It's just a matter of of the patient having the, the will and the time. Obviously, sometimes we talk about, uh, you know, people who has a nine to five and have a family of six and, and, and a life, right? And, and sometimes it, even, even for us, people without children, it's like, when do I go to the doctor and working the whole day? But so but we have to prioritize our, ourselves. And then first see if you have an allergy, um, do not underestimate, like, ah, I just, I don't know, um, I'm just coughing sometimes because it's, you know, I think it's pollen. It'd be probably not, it's not. Um, so we have to, get to go to the doctor, get those tests. Obviously, if you can and, and if you can afford it, I, I, we are totally conscious that in Europe, I'm based in Vienna, in, in Europe, and we have a very privileged situation with universal healthcare that doesn't happen almost anywhere else. So we are totally aware of the privilege of, of, of having um, healthcare, like free healthcare. But, so if you can, it's, it's always important to go and see what, what are you allergic to, what are your triggers, uh, pre and prevent those triggers because uh, when it comes to especially respiratory um, food allergies, they can be life-threatening. Um, you, you can have like very mild reactions for years and then suddenly have that one exacerbation mm -hmm. or that happen that bring you to the to the hospital right and and that escalates in more expenses more time and 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 your health just starting that cycle of the deterioration de deterioration sorry and uh, so how do you collaborate with government let's like say you are in vienna so you are privileged to have certain facilities but how do you collaborate with governments and healthcare yeah. professionals uh, outside of uh, vienna and what kind of support uh, does a member organization consider? Um, so I'm going to start with the last one because that's our, our core mission is to support those patient organizations to act nationally. So we offer um, very different kinds of supports. We offer from um, in-kind support, educational capacity building to those organizations, basically everything they need. Normally when, so when we talk about patient organizations, it doesn't, there is few of them that they are big, they are big organizations with staff. I would say that's 5%. 95% of uh, patient advocacy groups, patient organizations or NGOs are um, two people working on the kitchen, on the kitchen table after, you know, after they finish their, their, their job. And, and uh, so they are, probably they, they don't even get, um, you know, a salary or a compensation out of it. So we are talking about uh, very small uh, groups that have very few time. So increasing our capacity is always important for us telling like, how can you grow? How can you get those fun that funding to have staff? Or, or how can you reach that magic point that you can pay a salary 
to yourself and to your staff so your organization can professionalize, which is so important. And one of the things that um, we always offer and, and, and our organizations are very um, thankful for is we, uh, so we have a mechanism, it's called a request for project funding, where we can, uh, so they can submit projects to GAP. And then we, the, if the board approves after we pass all the compliance and all the mm -hmm. testing and everything, we can support up to 25% of any budget of the, of the projects, right? So that's to give that little extra help because normally when, um, when an NGO in general uh, plan a project, you have a budget, you never get to 100% of the funding, even if you have donors, right? So we, we always know that there is like, oh, you know, you reach that 65%, that 80% of the budget. So we don't want those organizations mm -hmm. to not conduct the project just because of that. So we are there to give them that last push uh, in, in the budget. So, and this is one of the things we do, but um, one of the things that the people appreciate a lot is when we meet, so we have two global events, uh, our annual general meeting and our GAP summit, which uh, they rotate the continent and, and the countries each year. Just that chance to be together, uh, all the organizations to exchange ideas. So we just, we just did one in, so now it's 2023, so we did one in Milan in conjunction in the context of the European Respiratory Society scientific meeting. So, uh, so we did one for our member organizations, those patient organizations, and we were together for one whole day of capacity building and working together and, and just having the time to connect and see and, and share projects, right? Like I have this project, yeah. you have a similar, yeah. let's just do it, let's just cross country, cross mm -hmm. barriers and, and, and make those alliances um, so important. There is regions in the world that they're composed of very small countries or with a very, um, you know, mm -hmm. small resources like the Balkan region, mm -hmm. for example, in Europe. And, and we have seen the value of those uh, small countries teaming up together and, and making projects uh, and making things happen, you know, like together we are stronger than alone most of the time. And, yeah, and when it comes to, so um, as we say, we, uh, as I say now, we collaborate with medical societies, not only the European, we collaborate with medical societies in the uh, United States, in Canada, in the Asia Pacific, we just actually came from the Asia Pacific meeting in okay. Singapore only like two weeks ago, maybe that's why I'm still a little bit jet-lagged. <laughs> um, no, it's my pleasure. So, so we, we always try to collaborate with them, not only uh, making joint projects, help them to disseminate, translating that science um, for the, you know, for the people and for the patients who are not medical, uh, they are not medical professionals, they don't understand uh, those publications, right? So that's something that we also do, like Okay, let, let's like explain this to the public, what this discovery means, right? And uh, we do conference together. We actually have very good relationship with all the uh, scientific societies now. They have been more and more open to uh, participate with patients lately. And, and, and I think we can uh, pride ourselves in being part of that Community. effort for them to, to, to collaborate, to work more collaborative. And when it comes to, to governments, uh, so we work, we have many, many projects like the IRC where we work with national healthcare system of policymakers on each country 
to prioritize, um, for example, respiratory yeah. diseases, right? Uh, but we also work with um, global institutions like um, WHO Guard, and uh, yeah, so so <laughs> the WHO, which is the allergy organization, uh, the global allergy organization, and, and with other umbrellas. Uh, so yeah, so we do a, we do a lot of things. We are small but but mighty. Team here, coming to the team, uh, Gap spends surely its board of directors and staff. Uh, sometimes things can get challenging. Uh, so, how do you stay motivated? Just a couple of. So yeah, so sometimes it's challenging because you know working in an NGO, even though so f first of all we always have to acknowledge how privileged and how thankful we all should be to be able to make our working in NGO our, our living, right? We get salary, we pay our apartment, our food with this, so we are, and we should always acknowledge that not everyone working in NGO has that privilege, right, of making, this is my career, this is my source of income, and, and uh, so just, just that is already a motivational, right, because many people who has uh, NGOs, it's like, you know, I work nine to five in Amazon warehouse, and then at five, I go home and I work in my little NGO for I don't know for 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 asthma in in Bangladesh, no, or, or, or whatever. Yes, that's just an example. So, so that indeed is a motivation itself. But as you know, like hours are very long, so our team is all around the world, so we don't have like a traditional nine to five. We try to be, you are always on, you're always with the phone, we travel a lot, sometimes we are in this time zone, sometimes we are in that, so it is very tiring, and we only have like, gap as of today, November 2023, we have only five okay. staff, um, some of them, and not everyone is full-time, so, because that's, uh, you know, that's the, the budget that we have for now, Let's and we have grown, we, we started with only two, and now we are five, but... Um, and the STO, the, as, as you see, the, the work is, is, is mighty, and sometimes it's, we are so tired and so overworked, but when we see the positive impact that us and our yeah, member organizations do in each country, is when we you realize, you know, this is worth it. You know, when we see, like, this country has recognized this disease or, or this uh, organization has achieved for, um, I don't know, people with pulmonary hypertension to have access to this medicine so they don't die. You know, that just happened in Ecuador. We all work together for, for that government to provide um, that medicine into their um, social welfare Wonderful. system. And, and so, so, so yeah, so that, that's what keeps us motivated. Obviously, it's not everything, um, you know. We are just a small part on the clock, but, um, you know, seeing how people are saving lives, improving quality of life, and seeing people yeah. prosper, and, and, and it, that I think there's just enough. And a lot of coffee. <laughs> that helps a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, talking of volunteering and giving happiness, deriving happiness, uh, uh, let's talk about Chezuba now. You, uh, your organization has a way of the volunteer services offered at Chezuba. Uh, how did you find us, and how yes. was your experience? So we find you, we actually, I don't know if I can say that, so we Google you because we were actually looking for volunteers and, and, and there is few of them, but 
we found that Jesuba has a lot of diversity in terms of volunteers when we checked um, on your website and, and uh, because it's good to have volunteers that they are in our region, but it's even better to have volunteers that help us in regions where, yeah, so we are global, but at the end of the day, we are not. We cannot cover the whole planet. You know, you need to have that cultural um, spy sometimes, or, or that cultural incentive to to work with other regions. And we can, we can, we can. For example, uh, our two. Can I mention our oh, two volunteers? Oh. I mean, not the names, but can I mention? Yeah. So we had two volunteers from uh, Nigeria, actually. And that really helped us a lot because we, I mean, we can call Nigeria and communicate, but those persons, they have that, um, they have that cultural knowledge, right? They, they know how the country works. They know how to, they have to talk to people. Um, you know, small things. How, how do you talk? What is the, the level of formality that you should address to a doctor, for example? St stuff like that, they, it really, it really helps because we, you don't know what you don't know, right? Even if you're global, each, each country, each region is... Yeah. So that's how we, we find Chisuba um, by... Uh, so we choose Chisuba by its diversity, obviously. Thank you. Thank you for uh, connecting with us. Thank you for availing of these services and thank you for this lovely talk today. Obviously, there are many issues to be addressed and GAP is doing its best to mitigate them. So, the great work that you are doing. Uh, I wish you success in making this world a better, more breathable place. Fresh air and sunshine are like a reset button for the mind. Here's hoping that we find that in our everyday life. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope we do.